0: I like that one comment let the spirit do its work and when uh, the word is presented to us the spirit's going to do its work And we trust today that as we listen to pastor mark moreno as he's on our video coming to us from Djibouti? Uh, that god is going to do his work we're in a theme, uh, series uh, he's going to talk about a little bit uh, reformation truths the end of this month we celebrate uh, the reformation um, and so we want to find out what were those truths that came out, and today it's about grace. Let's uh, let's give our attention to God's word as as uh, Pastor Mark brings that to us. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So, family of Christ, here I am. Uh, I've been in Djibouti now for two weeks, and you are in the Freedom Chapel. That's here on Camp Lemonnier, uh, and so. It's kind of a tight space, but let me give you a tour. You can kind of see behind me, uh, you know, our TV and uh, our altar. Um, if I kind of scooch down a little bit, the camera will follow me, and you can kind of see the altar there. Uh, but if you come this way, isn't this amazing it's a technology? So out this way, uh, our chapel is actually fairly small. Uh, so, but this is the one side, and if I walk over here on this other side. Didn't know you're gonna get motion sickness this morning, did you? Uh, so uh, we have some storage and things like that over here, and so uh, that far end is where all the chairs are. We can seat about, I'm gonna say, uh, 30 people, 40 people comfortably, so it's kinda tight. Uh, this is an expeditionary place, and so uh, CB's constructed this years ago, and it's long outlived its uh, shelf life, but it's great. So. Uh, I'm so glad to be here with you, I'm so glad to preach God's Word, and we're doing a series that is really uh, connecting to our heritage, uh, that rich, beautiful tradition of church history, and especially our faith, Lutheranism. And uh, so we've been talking about some of the hallmark theologies of Lutheranism, and so today I'm blessed to speak about grace alone in this series of Reformation Truths. And so I want to start this uh, by sharing a a word from our Lord, uh, from his word. And so uh, with me, we'll look at Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins of which you once walked, following in the course of this world, following the prince of power in the air, his spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out... The desires of our body and the the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he has uh, loved us with, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Again, Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. So, a beautiful passage, and if I can't preach on grace alone, I I don't know, uh, but it's beautiful because it really does get at the heart of what we believe as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, as as ones who seek to follow Jesus and to serve him. And so, uh, this idea of of grace alone points us squarely to the character of God, uh, what he's all about, what he values. And so uh, here, uh, the doctrine of salvation by grace alone received as a gift through faith and without dependence on human merit. You know, this really strips bare our theology because grace alone points us squarely at Jesus Christ. Grace alone says that there is nothing that I'm bringing to this party, there's nothing that I contribute uh, other than my desire to let God know how much his grace means to me. We love because he first loved us. And so when we talk about what does grace alone really mean, it's understanding that these things are gifts, they're given in love, and that we in no way deserve these things. And it's not our cooperation. Uh, you know, it sounds like a simple teaching, it sounds pretty straightforward, and maybe that's been your understanding, but I'm going to tell you that not many people live in this world as though that's true. Not many people act as if that's true in their own walk with God, because somewhere we've bought into the lie that we have to do something, we have to contribute something, we have to do this something, and if we do that, then God will begin that good work, but we've got to meet Him halfway. And the truth of the matter is, is that you and I fight them every step of the way. We like to think that we don't. We like to think that we're pretty agreeable, by and large. And by the way, if you think that you are, you should ask your spouse. Or even the person that's next to you in the pew. Go ahead, ask. Are you agreeable? Am I agreeable? It's going to patiently wait for you to do that. Okay, chances are you can pull it off for a while. But it's not in our power It's not in our ability to take God's work and make it our own. And I think that sometimes when we fight against grace alone. That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, It's a response, right? God loves us. God saves us. God forgives us. He does that, and we in faith, by the power of the Holy Spirit, respond and say, thank you, Lord, for this incredible gift. You know, I, I do ask that question. What do we bring to this relationship? When when God is there and we show up to the party and we go, hey, you know, what do we bring? You know, uh, we like to think that we're good people. We like to think that we're pretty smart or pretty helpful, but the truth is, we're we're broken. We've got sin and we have challenges, and, and and it's not easy. It's not. We have sin. We have shame. We wish that it weren't so, but it is. And, and, and now, what grace alone asks us to do is understand that when we come into this relationship with God, He's the primary. He's the one who is receiving, welcoming, loving. There was an acronym that I learned When I was growing up, actually in high school, that's when I really kind of embraced my own faith and began to take it a bit more seriously, and I suspect that may be true for a number of people. It was later in life. Some people are those cradle Christians that really did have an incredible dynamic relationship with God, even as a child, and really took that seriously and engaged, but I was a knucklehead. I was late to the party, and... I will say that this um, so many people mentored me and taught me and came alongside me and loved me uh, and were patient with me and I really want to encourage you to do those same things but this idea of what grace really means God's riches at Christ's expense I mean that's what grace is it is all the good stuff that God has to give who he is and he gives them to us free of charge He gives them to us in love. And he doesn't just give us some, he gives us a lot. And he gives that to us because of his incredible love and because his son Jesus died for us. So grace is God's very disposition to us in His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is nowhere else on this earth you will experience grace more powerfully than in the cross of Jesus Christ. There is no place that churches have a version of it. Homes and marriages have a version of it. And whenever you experience grace in those places, it's because God is present, God is there. But you know what it feels like to not feel like there's any grace at all. You know what it's like to feel as though you'll never dig your way out of the mess you created this time. And so the idea that God would give us his riches, he would give us good stuff, faith, love, forgiveness, salvation. He would give us these things, not because we deserve them, not because we met him halfway, not because we asked nicely, not because we walked into the right church. He does it because his son Jesus died for you, died for me. That's that's what our Lord does. That's what our God does. And so God's grace doesn't just save us, but it empowers us. God's grace is everything that we hang our hat on. God's grace is everything that we need. And so i pray and i hope that in your theology in the way that you read the bible in the way that you do bible studies and go to church the way you share with your children the way that you share it in your marriage the way you share it in your workplace when you talk about your faith that you lead with grace that you say man i am i'm here by god's grace uh his grace has changed my life i'm a different person i have a different outlook on life i react to things differently now doesn't mean I'm perfect, because I'm certainly a sinner, but, but it does mean that God has made a change in my life. And I am so grateful and I am so thankful for that. I will say that when we talk about God's grace, we are blessed in our Lutheran tradition to say that God works through means. And so uh, the means include uh, his body and blood, Right, in with and under the bread and the wine, but also the waters of holy baptism. Those are a couple places in which God says He's gonna take His grace and He's gonna apply it to our life. And so I can't think of a more beautiful way to understand the application of the gospel. And, and, and I just cherish baptisms, I cherish the opportunity we have to take communion because it is God's unmitigated grace. No middleman. The pastor's there, but we're serving you and we're serving the Lord. Communion is for sinners. Communion is for those who call themselves followers of Christ. I love the fact that God's grace, you can hold it. You can touch it. It's real. And that's why, by the way, pastors oftentimes say that you are forgiven in the name of Jesus because we want to announce that grace. We want you to know that it's real. And I'm going to tell you, God's grace is revealed most beautifully in His Son. And I pray that you have that opportunity to embrace what it means to be a believer in Jesus and that you would follow Him where He leads. May God's peace and grace be with you. And I hope to share much more about what's going on here in Djibouti and different videos and pictures uh, to share with this ministry because you are on this deployment with me. You are keeping me afloat, and I really appreciate that, and I really think that every email, every letter, every text, every uh, package is just grace. You being an instrument by which God reminds me that I'm loved and I have a community. I hope you know that's true at Family of Christ, whether this is your first Sunday, or you've been here for a long time, or you left and you came back. This is a place of grace. This is a place where Jesus Christ is proclaimed, To him be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen.